0: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice of America Sports.
1: Woo! Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Come on. Swizzing! Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. Yeah. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey! hey. Bring them out, bring them out. VIP, coming live from the VIP. Welcome, Welcome to, to, to Formula Live for Sports Talk. We are live here in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, we got a lot to talk about in a little bit of time, so if you want to call in, you want to join the show, questions or comments, uh, the number is one 346 9144 one 346 9144 again, that's for questions and comments, you want to call in, you want to be a part of the show, call in, talk some trash with well, us, do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, it is May 5th, uh, Cinco de Mayo, now let me understand, let me get, help you guys understand who those of you who don't know, Cinco de Mayo is not the Mexican Independence Day, although a lot of people think it should be because of what happened. But on May 5th, uh, May 5th, a lot of 4,000 Mexican Army troops uh, fought against 8,000 French and Trader Mexicans. Uh, that was about 100 miles east of Mexico City. So that's what happened on May 5th for that day. Actually, the Independence Day of uh, uh Mexican getting the Independence Day, that was on September fifteenth, eighteen ten, declared the independence for uh, Mother Spain that night. So that's Cinco de Mayo. But if you need a reason to drink, you can do it on the fifth. This is Cinco de Mayo. You can do it on the fifteenth, when they really celebrated. Uh, I was in Mexico at one point, and um, they wasn't even celebrating Cinco de Mayo on the fifth. So, but we have um, we have a lot going on. So if you need a reason to celebrate with that, you got two days to do it uh... that's not a problem i know a lot of us uh, not american holiday but i know a lot of you think it should be another day of work i got here pretty quick It wasn't that much traffic so I, I guess people are celebrating right now all right last time i left you let's get focused last time i left you uh... i told you i was going to be going with the cardinals uh... for their rookie dinner They i met a lot of the rookie guys and uh... these guys uh... they i think they had a pretty good draft from the from the field i got we had a rookie dinner at uh... at the uh... flemings out here in arizona at the uh Road. but it, it was pretty good. <clears throat> you see you can see a lot of those guys are they're tired because they was just got finished going through two days and they had one more that next day, so that was Saturday night. they had one more on Sunday, which was uh probably a light practice going over everything they went through thursday friday uh Friday, and Saturday for two of day practices. but you know those guys are, they were tired they saw they absorbed a lot of information and they were just exhausted uh you can tell from the dinner. But they was uh, still waiting for a lot to be expected. Uh, they were soaking up all the knowledge for them because a lot of veteran guys, a lot of alumni guys are here in town, Set at different tables with these guys. And it was interesting. I sat with two defensive back, one from Hawaii and one from Penn, uh, Penn State. Uh, pretty good guys. <clears throat> pretty good guys. I think they're going um, to help the Cardinals out this year because the Cardinals have no problem with playing younger guys. At some point, the younger guy in that system will be counting on the play. Uh, at any position um, Who was High Tower's first year he's played um, Breston Last year his first year he played So there's a lot of guys going to be playing out there But the dinner was good Michael Bankston called in last week And we talked about the draft picks And um, just to see Just to get a feel from some guys who played in Arizona Who played with the Cardinals uh, How good was that draft uh, So we got a lot to talk about like I said in a, in a little bit of time and we'll get through it As always I have uh my Richard Britt from Alexandria, Virginia, former AFL 2 coach. What I'm going to do is call my uh, co-host from the other coast. He's always uh, joining me, and I appreciate that. But we're talking about Cinco de Mayo. I just opened up the little Cinco de Mayo, and uh, a lot of people think it's a uh, May 5th is the Independence Day, which is actually September 15th when they declared uh, independence from from Mother Spain. So Americans celebrate, and a lot of uh, Mexican Americans who were born here in the state celebrate, Who don't who don't know or haven't been schooled on the history of your own culture i know i have a lot of mexican friends and i know i may be going to somebody's house today because they're going to be having a lot of things going on and it, and it's good But it's it's sort of tuesday though so you know you got work it's still a work week so won't be doing too much of it or too hard of it so we'll wait till the weekends and, and see what's going on all right we got a lot of things going on I'm gonna, you know what i know we're well into the second round of this nba playoff but i have to go back have to go back to that first round series of the Celtics and Chicago Bulls, that game is an instant classic in my opinion. And it took seven games for Boston to finish the Bulls off. Um, and it wasn't easy. And it, it wasn't an easy task for either team. But it, it it went into some type of overtime, whether that be double or triple. Um, Celtics got it done at home. You had to know the defending chance would come out, find a way to win. Give Chicago. You got to give Chicago a whole lot of credit. Those guys played. They not. They didn't just show up. They played to win. And like you said a second ago, it would have took Chicago seven games to win, even though even with the overtimes. And it was evident when they took that uh, home court advantage from in that first game. So uh, Celtics uh, in that first game, they took the uh, Chicago took it. Also, that game went into overtime. But before the series start, Rich, tell me about this. Uh, Tell me if you was thinking like I was before that series start. Uh, Doc Rivers, the Celtics head coach, uh, said there would be no Kevin Garnett, and I'm I'm like, uh, I just watched Kevin play, uh, two or three weeks before. I think he was trying to come back on on that knee or trying to um get back in some type of basketball shape, you know, by playing eight minutes here. Uh, Doc Coach Rivers said he's gonna play eight minutes, and regardless of what's going on in the game, he's taking him out. But um, you got, I was a little skeptical like the Bulls were. The Bulls were skeptical as well because they said. It's not a ploy. It's just a ploy to get these guys to soften up. But why would a coach do that? This is a grown man sport. If he say there's no KG, there's no KG. But hopefully, if the Celtics keep winning, then he may find a way back into it. I don't know how much he's going to help because you, when you get out of shape, you get out of shape. Basketball shape is totally different because you don't even know how far this series going to go. Not even Orlando, but after that. And, and he, may be, uh, he may be effective in coming back and helping those guys in the paint somewhere. But you got to ask yourself, with KG – does that Chicago game go into seven series or does it go into that many overtimes? And, um, how far, how far can the suckers go without this guy?
2: It's going to be hard to see. I mean, you know how they played last night. Second yeah. round, you know, they lost, Lakers lost last night too, which is
1: unbelievable. Yeah, the Lakers lost last. All right, Lakers, well, let's go a little bit, f- losing the Denver, but well, then yeah. let's go a little bit forward then. Uh, let's go a little bit forward with this. First of all, if you want to call in and talk about this, we're talking about the Celtics, uh, Celtics-Chicago instant classic game, but uh, the number is one eight 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 three four six nine one four four. 346 9144 Questions or comments? Now let's move a little forward. 90 to 95. You're talking about the they losing last night, Rich. 90 to 95. And at one point, these guys, the Celtics were down 28 points. Yeah. 28 points at home. Losing home court advantage again. So I got so <laughs> I asked you again. With this without KG on the floor, you know, you gotta keep in mind the Celtics are coming off a grueling 7 game against the Chicago Bills, but you also have to look back, uh, before there was a big three, before there was a Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett. And I, and I say big three, but I, I might even throw uh, Ray John uh, Rondo in the mix because this guy has stepped up in that Chicago game. He was leading them in scores for a while. He was making things happen. At any rate, they're looking at the Boston Celtics it was just Paul Pierce. You remember when it was just his team and he could never give it over, get over that hump? So this is how the Celtics are looking right now when it was just Paul. And they they played hard. It was competitive. But he could never get over the hump. It seemed like he was always a player away or always a player away. But then he got KG and Ray Allen came in there. And then this is Ron Joe coming from Kentucky, coming in with his second year. Uh, these guys <clears throat> these guys got over the hump, and obviously they won that NBA championship game. So I think I don't know if you see it like that or you'll see that nostalgia just, uh, just going through the motions. But not going through the motions, not trying to get it done, but going through the motions like hopefully we get it done. We were – uh, we are the defending channel, but hopefully we get it done. Uh, do you see that in the Celtics? Well,
2: my thing with the Celtics is is that they can somehow, like, um, just play some kind of consistent basketball throughout the first four or five games. Maybe this is probably go another seven game series too.
1: Especially if they, uh, especially after losing, uh, Landers, yeah, I mean, they, they
2: lost at home last last series. I mean, I, them losing at home to me is not really a big thing. Me thinking right now It's because that they came back and they still won. Seven games. They won. They won the series in seven games. There's going to be another seven-game series, so fight, because there's no KG. Right. You have no KG. You have no pole. You know, only big man you got is you know, um, um, Perkins, big baby, big baby, and Mikey Moore. But where's Mikey Moore been?
1: You got me. Uh, watching the game like we've been <clears throat> like we've been watching it.
2: I guess he yes, hasn't. I haven't seen him do anything. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you know, okay, Orlando's up one night. Now, how they win, how the Celtics pull it off, or <clears throat> how many games they pull it off, or how, how whatever fashion they do it, I think it may go seven games, but this is just draining them for a long series, a long playoff game. So they are defending the Chaps, and we'll see how these guys bounce back. Um, they did make a good run, as they've done in the uh, first round, made run after run. A lot of three-pointers, a lot of last-second shots, and not to win these games. A lot of last-second shots in the last series wasn't to win the game. It was to take them into overtime, and that's why we had two or three overtimes in that Chicago game. But they are defending champs, as I stated. So we'll see how they bounce back, and they, they'll find a way. They are they are the Celtics.
2: They're a veteran team.
1: They're a veteran team, and they're going to Orlando. Orlando has his weapons. They have uh, people in position to get out of this series, but, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. It gets grueling. It's going to go seven games, so it's going to get tough on these guys. They're going to get tired of playing. they will be tired of banging with each other, so we, sh- we shall see. But if they keep winning, I wonder if KG, is he able to contribute any minutes to this uh, series or maybe the next series that they can get out of it. And I think they get out of that next series, it's a wrap without KG because they're going against the uh, LeBron Jim James. I- and I say LeBron James then, but they have to play the Hawks, and the Hawks, does, they do have a team.
2: But they got young players who ain't going to put up with that. You know, they're just as young as, athletic as the Cavaliers are.
1: I agree. And you know what? They they beat each other. Both teams uh, split in their regular season. The Hawks beat these guys at home. LeBron, you know, he did what he's supposed to do at home. Mm-hmm. But, um, but as far as the Celtics go, if they they need to – they can't keep playing from behind. You can do it and get away with it a few games because it's a seven-game series. But that like that Chicago game, they were hitting last-minute shots, last-second shots, if you will. To tie the game, to get into overtime, not to win the game, and they gave themselves a chance. You watch Gordon. Gordon was laced out in that Chicago game. So yes, so you can't um, you can't keep living by these last second shots. I, I don't think you can. So they,
2: they can save save that one night, but you know you, you can't count on them every night.
1: You can't count on them every night, even though you have the shoot. I think I think uh, Paul Pierce is a great shooter, great player that he is. But I think Ray Allen is the most pure shooter. That's at one of the. I, th- I put him in the top three as most pure shooter ever in the game. This guy hits from anywhere. I think he has his eyes closed sometime. I think that's why they call him Jesus Shutterworth because this <laughs> this guy this guy he, he shoots from anywhere. Man, he's all it's almost automatic. But you don't I, want to have to I count like, on. I him. like Ray
2: Allen. He's, I liked him since I, UConn, yeah, Seattle, the Milwaukee.
1: You remember oh. uh, Ray Allen UConn when he and I, Allen Iverson was going at it uh, UConn in Georgia.
2: Yeah, that's when they uh, that. They beat them in the, what, Final Four or something they like they that? They beat them in the Final Four. But you
1: know what, Rich? We're going to come back and we're going to talk about some, uh, we're going to stay with the NBA. We're going to come back. Take a two minutes. I'm going to run and get me some coffee. This is on the Voice America Sports Network. Squam Sports Talk, co-host from the other coast, Richard Britt. We'll be back in two minutes.
0: The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. Wellness Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a 5 ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's a at the, shot. got it With 2.8 seconds left <laughs> to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we, cover we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
1: We are back live in Phoenix, Arizona On the Voice of America Sports Network This is Kwame Lassi Sports Talk I got Richard Brick, former AFL 2 coach My co-host from the other coast uh, I gotta give a shout out to Vile P. Loner uh, It is Cinco de Mayo If you want to celebrate it on this day But again, you gotta remember The Independence Day was on September 15th, 1810 Vile P. Loner uh, don't celebrate too hard out there, Val. All right, let's get into it. Let's get refocused. LeBron James, you know, first of all, we gotta uh, we gotta congratulate LeBron James for the MVP. Uh, he picked it up yesterday. Um, a hundred and nine out of 121 hundred and twenty-one first-place votes. Kobe and D-Wade follow second and third. Since, and you know, since Dwight Howard is in the playoffs, I will mention him. But it, you know, you also have him. Uh, he came in fourth. Uh, and what LeBron did in receiving this MVP award, it hasn't been done since 1980. I think that was um, uh, who, uh, Brian Sykes. Brian Sykes got the award in 1980. But congratulations to LeBron. Now, here's my question. Here's my question, Rich. This is to you. This is to any caller you want to call in. one eight 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 three four six nine one four four. 888 346 9144. My question is this Is this LeBron and Cleveland Cavaliers? Is this their year? Uh they they you know what they played impressive basketball all year, sixty-six regular season games winning, and they only lost sixteen at home. But also just impressive of that was the uh what they've done at home. They only lost two games at home. Really, I, I would say one. They let, they lost two, if you want to put it on the books, on the record books. But they lost to the Lakers. Kobe uh came in town and was their only loss. They did lose their last game to Philadelphia, but nobody was playing. There was no starters in that game. But it you know, it counts on the book, so
2: W is l, l a L. L is a L but you go straight to L, it's all good.
1: <laughs> but here's okay, well here's my question. Is this uh LeBron's year? Because you gotta remember this. Uh this year in the first round, let me say let me say this. This year in the first round, um in the playoffs they swept they swept Detroit, which uh haven't been done. Well, Detroit is more of a defensive team, but they didn't have enough firepower. They have so much controversy with the AI situation. I don't know if I can call it controversial, but him not playing uh, after being traded from Denver, um, they yes, swept Detroit. And, th- and that looked like a four-game scrimmage. So you, but you got to remember also two years ago, these guys, the Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron James, 22 years old, the Cleveland Cavaliers, were in the finals against the uh, uh, San Antonio Spurs, and they got swept. The Spurs swept the Cleveland. So that might have ignited I think I think that ignited uh LeBron to be better or that organization to put more people around him. Also, he uh him going to play in the Olympics last year, playing around those other guys, those other professional guys. Now you gotta remember he's on twenty four years old, so playing around those other professional guys, some of those guys being in the league longer. I think this is LeBron's sixth year, uh, and he's twenty four. So that's that's excellent for what the NBA and how they can market this guy and how he marketing himself. But that that getting swept in 2006, 2007 season by the uh, more veteran team, actually the San Antonio Spurs, you know, uh, it's like a machine playing those guys. And also going to the Olympics uh, did something to LeBron, in my opinion, and this is why he's just such a superstar, and this is why yesterday he has the MVP award of the NBA. But my question is, Rich, is this the year for LeBron and the Cleveland Cavaliers? Uh, Do they get over her?
2: I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and say yes. I'm not going to hear here and say no. I mean, I think they could win the championship. But, you know, again, you know, again, it, it just, you know, it depends on how, you know, this Orlando Celtics thing comes out. I mean, if Lando comes out on the front end of that, then they have a, a tough little um, road ahead of them. So st- but again, again, still, you still got two best teams, two best records in the, uh, the top four teams still in the West. With Denver, Denver's balling.
1: Don't, they – Denver has made me a fan. Denver, Denver has made me a
2: fan. And you got Kobe. And I mean, Kobe they dropped one last night, which is, you know, they didn't look like
1: they like they were tired. So you saying, let me, let me put my coat on. But L.A.
2: still got to get past Houston. So my, my thing is this. If uh, uh, the play- Lakers and the Cavaliers play in the championship, then it's going to be hard for the Cavaliers to win that series if they serious? play anybody else other than the Lakers they might have a good chance to win the t- first championship
1: so t- okay tonight LeBron they, they, they face the Hawks so you think they'll get past the Hawks without a problem oh, not, I, I wouldn't say, say no, without no, a problem no, I don't they, go they, they six
2: go, seven games the Hawks they're not no they're not no bad team they're they not a bad they, team at all they're they coming off a seven game and they play uh, street ball.
1: yeah and they got shooters over there yes. I think it, they play the Hawks tonight eight o'clock tonight so check that out um it is a game to watch. I think it's more interest. It will be an interesting series, so check that game out. But my initial question is: Is this the uh, LeBron and Cleveland Climate years? Are they the Are they the beast of the East, waiting for the best in the West? And and who is the best in the West? Which team out there is the best in the West? Now I like the Lakers, but I I have to say, man, you got to keep your eye out what those guys are doing in Denver.
2: Man, they are balling. That Quincy Billups trade
1: was huge for them.
2: Was the was what put them over the top.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree. That that Mister Big Shot, he's from there. He went to school there. He's from Denver. Went to Colorado. And um, he said he didn't want to leave Detroit because he has a couple. Super, he has a couple NBA rings there. He didn't want to leave Detroit, but and, and it's the business part of it. But what better place to go than home? And and where his team is now in this uh, NBA playoffs, it, it's huge for the Denver Nuggets. It's huge for those guys. Now I know Houston just beat the Lakers. And the Lakers losing at home, especially they beat them at home, so they they get to go back to Houston after one more game in L.A. And this is, the Lakers beat these guys four times in regular season. And I, I mentioned to somebody we were talking about this that uh, it doesn't matter what happened in the regular season most times, because when the playoff, a lot of if you in the playoffs and you in the second round, most times the energy change, the the complex of the whole game change. But even though the Lakers beat these guys four times in regular season, you see. Uh, and, and they actually swept them. So you see how Houston came out and played. Uh, Ron Artest, man, Ron Artest is outstanding. He, he He's always been a good defensive guy. But I think for the most part the West has always been stronger than me. But I don't know. With these teams in the East, you still have Orlando, you still have the defending champs, Celtics in there, Boston Celtics, and you have the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm-hmm.
2: I just think Cleveland's going to – I mean, I think everybody has a, a hard way to go to the championship this year. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, well, so, and to be honest with you, because Boston has no KG.
1: They have no KG, no, exactly, and so I. That's why I start looking like that nostalgic uh, Paul Pierce team, where they were playing hard, they were competitive, but they just couldn't get over the hump. And I, and then Steve, even though they got Ray Allen and Rondo there, um, Rondo there. So, I, I don't know, I don't know if it, if you keep going into, um, I don't know the statistics, the history of you going to seven games every series. Uh-huh. Um, how far you doing that? In that final, that final game, but uh, Kobe, um, Kobe have to step up. Is, is Kobe gonna win? I said, I said, as um, LeBron and the Cavaliers it's just their year. But let's say they face the Los Angeles Lakers, who lost their home to the Houston uh, Rockets. It's about time for Kobe to win. Since the days of old, oh, since the Kobe and Shaq days, um, when they were real good, when that team, when the Lakers were good again, also since that Kobe and Shaq saga. Is it time for Kobe to win one away from a big guy, which I really believe he has two big guys over there now. Uh, he just doesn't have Shaq. He have two. He have um, Bynum. He have uh, – what's the other guy named? Uh, not. Um, he had Paul Gasol. He has what he needs to win. He has help. He has that, uh, that big man presence. So um, how did they lose that last game? How did they lose to the Rockets last game? Rockets just,
2: you know, just – the Rockets are rockets. They're gonna fight you. You're not gonna just go in there and expect you're gonna beat up on them.
1: And you know what? They let me add this. They they've doing it, they're playing a lot better without Trace McGrady. Would you agree to that? Yes, they're playing Trace a lot Grady. better without Trace, McGrady's Trace McGrady's done. You say he's done?
2: Done. D O N E. Unless he can do a Grant Hill, be he, you out for know fifteen what? years and come back and ball a little bit.
1: But Grant Hill was out for a while. Grant Hill's still playing with some energy. He just happened to be in Phoenix. Well, uh,
2: Grant Hill has no he hit he, he have you know like other people that came out when he came out. Right. You know, Grant has legs now because he's been injured for seven
1: years. I agree, and that's what I say. I was having this talk before we got on the air that, uh, you know, Grant here is uh he, he still have energy because he haven't been pounding on his legs. But Tracy McGrady, I don't think I think he's done in Houston. I don't see a, really a need to bring him back. I say add more pieces to the puzzle, but you probably could trade Tracy McGrady. I, he's not done in the NBA, but I don't see him. Uh, I don't see him with the Houston again. Him
2: where? Who? I mean, well, yeah, I'm sure he could go somewhere. He he still
1: started. now Tracy McGrady can still put up the numbers, but the chem you got to think about the chemistry. What this team is doing right now, I, I'm sure a lot of players on the team on that Houston Rockets team they would love to have this guy. But what Tracy McGrady um, when he's on the court, a lot of the offense have to go through him. Well, so you got Yao Ming over there. I'm playing the inside outside game, but you got Ron Tess. He's gonna give you great Ron Artez. He's gonna give you a uh, great defense, but Ron Artez can score. You got uh Brooks, Aaron Brooks over there, who uh, can distribute the ball. He's a scorer. True. Yeah. So I don't know where the where Tracy McGrady will fit in when he comes back. And I was liking him to um uh, Grant Hill also. And funny that you said that. But I was liking him to a Grant Hill because he's he's always hurt. Is, is the, are these the years he's going to get hurt? I know he's getting older, but I don't like to put I uh, I don't like to put ages on guys. And then when they start getting hurt, they say he's get too old. But because uh. Cause, uh They are playing a physical game. They're playing 82-plus games a year, and that's pounding. That's jumping up and down. That's running, planting, and cutting all the time. So those things will go happen. So we see how he responds to that. But uh, as far as the – that's Houston, but as far as the Lakers, I want to know is this the Kobe Bryant year where he has to win. And granted, they've lost uh, the night before to uh, the Houston Rockets, but the Houston Rockets are playing outstanding basketball.
2: Well, again, I don't think – now that the team is there around Kobe Mm – I honestly don't think it's a rush because everybody's going to be – the only person they might lose this year would be uh, Lamar Odom. But I don't think Lamar's going to go anywhere because of the simple fact he's come off the bench. He's a six-man.
1: Yeah, Who's going to take him to come back and Who's going to take Lamar Odom to be a six-man somewhere? I think the Lakers uh, – the Lakers would do a good job of keeping him. And I, he's a big man also. Lamar Odom, what is he, 6'10"? Uh, six, yeah, 6'10".
2: Six, he's yeah. about 6'10", man. And he can run the 2, 3, and the 4.
1: Oh, exactly. Exactly. So –
2: and you can probably run the point because he ran the point, and and you at uh, Rhode Island when he, was he
1: there. He's more of a Scotty Pippen to me to that Lakers team. But you got okay. Kobe has this. He has Bynum, who if he can stay healthy, could be a dominant big man. He has uh, Paul Gasol, uh, a huge difference maker. Uh, you can see the change in the Lakers offense and Lakers defense, pretty much in their offense when he came to the team last year. Okay, now you got um, Odom, Odom, Corey. You got Fisher at the point. They have everything they need to win the championship this year. So, I don't know. Again, Kobe, this is your year. If you don't get it done, you won't get it done. So, we'll see. But well, we're going to take a two-minute break, and we're going to come back. I got Richard Britt, former F2 coach, the, my co-host from the other coast. Uh, we'll take a two-minute break, and we get back to you. Welcome back to Voice America Sports Network. You're listening to Kwame Lassiter on Kwame Lassiter Sports Talk. I uh, got Richard Brett, former AFL two coach. He's my co-host. I'm gonna go ahead and call him co-host now because he's here every week. He's bringing some insights from a different a different perspective, also from the other coast. He's up in Alexandria, Virginia. Again, I say he's the former AFL two coach. Rich, you got to get you back out the super uh, back up in the for a little while, man.
2: Yeah, I know. I'm trying to get back out there, man. Got to get on them links.
1: Yeah. All right. But you bring your club. Well, I got another set, but. Oh, that yeah, yeah,
2: if you got another set, I'll bring my own because yours might be, you know, you want to beat me so bad. They so might be it might be weighted down a little extra.
1: They are. they professional clubs.
2: Oh, in that case, yeah, they garbage. <laughs> I'll just bring my own.
1: Hey, um, <laughs> <laughs> I played yesterday. Actually, I played yesterday, man. I, um, when don't you play, Kwong? No, no, this was the Cardinals. The Cardinals had a tournament for the uh, the end of the, um, what's their mini camp. They always have a tournament. Somebody shot fifty under, uh, impossible. That's, who that's, shot a fifty under? Exactly.
2: Who? Well, who looked at their car? That's what I want to know.
1: They shot, They all power fives. They had all eagles. That's sounds uh, like some Clarence birdied, Williams would and do. And they birdied every hole. That's some cheating going on in the Yeah, headband. that's
2: Clarence Williams and the rest of them jokers <laughs> from back in the day.
1: All right, man. Let's get let's get back into this thing. But yeah, we definitely get you out here uh, again May fifth. If you want to be, uh, if you want to celebrate single demand, this is the day. But they also uh, September fifteenth. You got another day to do it. Rich, what's going on? not what's much, up? man.
2: Just you, you know, the West. These Western Conference playoffs just have me like in awe right now. So you, I mean, think, you got the you got the second best team in the Western Conference putting up the best numbers, and that's Denver.
1: I'm I'm, I, I'm with you on that. I'm with hey. am man.
2: I, that, I think the best trade to happen the last two years was Chauncey Billups going back to Denver.
1: I would. I I'd love AI
2: to death. He's homeboy. You know that. It's it's the fact of. AI I think AI is done in the in the NBA. What? I, listen, I, I think simple fact because, you know, there's not really a system where he fits in unless he goes back to somewhere he's already been. Philadelphia? That's he, the only other he can come to Washington and play the point. We we could use a true point guard here in Washington. Yeah, but AI ain't, ain't don't want to be a point.
1: No, he don't want to be a point. He wanna be, wanna be a shooting shoot, guard. But he came in and lead as a point. But then he made he made uh a lot of noise talking about Y'all didn't bring him here to pass the ball. I sh- I've been shooting in college, so you've put me to number two. And when they put him into number two, he—I mean—he was lights out. He did a great job at the number two. I think he can run point, but AI has to shoot. He has to put up like—he may feel like he had to put up 20, 25 points a game.
2: Well, if he comes here, if he comes home to Washington, where I think he should come, okay, we have enough balls so he can—he can get his 20, 25 points a game.
1: You must mean home where he went to school. Because home is in a uh, bad well, news. You,
2: it's the same thing, though. It's three hours I, difference. Call I him. know, Come on man. Now. I'm
1: messing with you. Go ahead. Sp- uh, speak on it.
2: You know, you you represent D.C. every now and then. Um, if he comes back here, you know, you got him. You got Gilbert Arenas. You got... Uh,
1: Gilbert Arenas. Don't even say his name.
2: He, Gilbert be back. Hey, Gilbert be Hey, you got to understand. He'll be back. You know, the University of Arizona kid.
1: Well, Tracy McGrady will be back. That's the same thing. That's the same guy.
2: Yeah, but see, Tracy... Tracy's had opportunities before Gilbert. Gilbert has always been on the Washington Wizards team. They went to the playoffs four straight years in a row, lost in the first round, but again, he hasn't had that supporting cast like Tracy's had. If Gilbert's had when Gilbert was healthy, Gilbert put up numbers and got his team to where he And his team. Now you understand something. If you take Tracy anywhere. McGrady and take Gilbert Arenas and you put Tracy McGrady on the Wizards for those four years, they wouldn't have made the they wouldn't have made the playoffs.
1: I don't know about all that.
2: I don't, they I, when, it, they I when don't came, they that. when it
1: came out of that first round, just like um, the Houston Rockets can't come out of the first round until this year. I think it was since ninety seven, if if I'm not mistaken, those guys haven't been on the first round. That was what uh, a one and those guys. Right. But, uh, but I, I think
2: Barkley, the last year, the Barkley was there.
1: Yeah, and in Houston, they come out of the first round. They came out then, but. Since ninety they haven't been. Tracy has gotten to the playoffs, but he just can't get over that hump. He just can't, and he has all the weapons now. He got uh, Yall, he got Ortiz, uh, he got Brooks over there, but he has to be able to get on the court to help these guys out.
2: I just think that you know, you, I think with Gilbert Gilbert getting healthy finally, um, coming into this year, coming in, I think he goes I think we're going to be alright Wizards wise. I'm excited about my team, but still, I just like that Denver. I think I think Denver's a team to beat in West. Denver. Yes. Denver is running. They running, gunning right now, and George calls at his best at this time of the year.
1: Yeah, well, it takes a. You know what? You get a lot of these uh, professional coaches uh, in the playoffs, and you, and they don't lose games. They take over games. They let these guys play, and they take over games um, when it's close. And they, but they let they also let their stars um, control the game, control the tempo, and they just sit back and, and do what they do as far as coaching wise. And I think they, and I hear what you're saying. George Collins at his best. He got these guys playing. Uh, Chauncey Billups. You mentioned that was a great trade for the Nuggets. Uh, it changed the whole complex of the city the, of the team. Got these ten, got the Denver Nuggets over the hump. Now they're facing Dallas Mavericks. They abused those guys, but um, they have to get out. Of the, they have to get out of that Dallas game, which I think I'm a fan. I watched these guys doing the uh, later part of the regular season, and I became a fan because they had so much energy. These guys are playing so much energy, and it was uh, aggressive. You still there, Rich? Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening to you. Okay, I'm. I'm. Uh, you can cut in any time. But uh, yeah, no. Seriously, these guys were aggressive, man. These guys were. Uh, they were playing. They were playing some exciting basketball, and I thought uh, somebody gonna have to reckon with these teams when they come in. And and you see what they did to the uh, their first round game. They got those guys out of there. Over yeah. Or Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Or New Orleans. Or New Orleans got them guys right on out of there.
2: I but, just think that you know I, I think Denver is just like I mean it's gonna be interesting to see. The final teams in the western western conference finals
1: so do you do you think the west is uh has the strength of uh more competitive uh of the of the league or of that of that side of the um coast is well, that, I think the more
2: that i think that well the western Conference by far look at the top eight teams in the playoffs they all had winning records
1: that's true you know what? Cause western western
2: Com- eastern conference they all were below five hundred still making the playoffs well
1: who's uh you know i think the uh, who got that six man uh did Jason Terry, get that six man. He's in uh, Dallas right now. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, what about your boy D Wade, man? What happened?
2: Um, I think that you know, just you know, they didn't have it. They don't have. I mean, I don't. don't disrespect. You know, certain pairs on that team, I just don't fit. Michael Beasley's one of them. I just don't see where he is, what he was coming out of K State.
1: Michael Beasley. Well, they had. If he wasn't, um, they had. He got drafted first round, number two. Uh, behind uh, your boy in Chicago, and they were talking about him being the first pick because uh, he's a big man. But I think uh, I think D Wade still needs some help. I think he's I don't I wouldn't say he's a bad pick for the uh, Miami Heat, but I still think he needs some help.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I just don't.
1: You I mean, just don't think, see that, you
2: know, D Wade, he needs he can't do it by himself. You know, you got my man. You got our you know you got Mario Chalmers from Kansas. Right. You got you know, Mario you know stepped Michael Beasley he's okay.
1: I think he'd be to his credit.
2: I think honestly, if they wouldn't have got rid of Sean Marion,
1: I, I'm with you. Go ahead. They wouldn't
2: have got rid of Sean Marion. They would have had an extra um, something you to know beat what? up on 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 um, Atlanta.
1: I say that about the Phoenix Suns. If they wouldn't have got ri- against, if they wouldn't have got rid of Sean Marion, if they wouldn't have got rid of Joe Johnson, Phoenix would be in the playoffs right now. They would be in the playoffs right now. But they got rid of we, Joe
2: Johnson years ago, dude. That was years ago. Exactly. So you can't really bring Joe Johnson. When they got rid of Joe Joe. And they've been down here ever since.
1: They've been down here ever since. They've been running oh. and gunning and uh, putting up great numbers and getting us excited. I'm talking about the Phoenix Suns now. They've been getting us excited about what could be done. But these guys running and gunning, when you got a team that can run and gun with you, they don't play defense. So the Suns gotta find somebody where they can get up, then they can bring it to a half point a half court game, play some defense and, and, and shut a lot of these games out. Mm-hmm. You got you got teams like the uh San Antonio Spurs who they're not gonna let you run with them. If they if they have to run, they can run. I don't care how it's a veteran team in San Antonio, but these guys get up and down the court and they well, yeah, find a way. Play.
2: They're not they're not gonna play or I'll let you get up and down the court. They're gonna stop you. They're, they're gonna, gonna, gonna slow, slow that game offense. down. They're gonna half slow quick, it down.
1: Yeah. And they're gonna get up and down the court. So um as, far as the Phoenix Suns go, yeah, they, they can run a gun. They got rid of a lot of players that a lot of us out here, a lot of fans, I'm sure across the uh, country, and well, NBA is uh, worldwide, I'm sure across the world, think, oh, why they get rid of that guy? Should have got this guy. I think Sean Marion deal was uh, more of a contract guy. Now you got to admit, they, you got to think they still got Amari Stoudemire over there. He's hurt, so we'll. That's a lot of things they're gonna do with him. But the Miami Heat, I don't going back to the Heat. I don't see those guys. Um, uh, I see them guys probably one. One legitimate player away, and I don't see him coming out the draft. I see him making a good, getting a good free agent to help D Wade out. I, and I'm not gonna say um, I'm not gonna say the guy from Kansas State is the bad pick. I just, seen is his first year. A lot of the guys first year they come out, I and mean, he's made the All Rookie Team. But that to, that's hey, not come a, on, dog. Only, That's not a saying a whole lot because there's it, not a lot of rookies that was dominant or a lot of rookies that came out that was playing the minutes he was playing. No. So
2: he just made. gets me, I guess. You know, to be in the playoffs, to be playing for a whole year, 82 games. Right. Okay, and you get in the playoffs, you're in your 87th game or 86th game. Oh, okay, yeah, you still make the same mistakes? You make You make the first two months of the season?
1: Well, this guy, he's still I mean,
2: he made He took like six, seven shots, Quam, then follow up. Then then follow up on the board.
1: I tell you this though, he's um he can play basketball, but he has to learn how to play NBA basketball. You, you know, just like anything, you had some guys on your team coming from somewhere else. They had to learn how to play that game. You, That's you, you got guys coming from uh, and this is my opinion though, but you got guys coming from out of college, excellent college player, getting drafted the first round, uh, top ten picks, coming here, you don't even hear from them, you don't even see them from them, whether that be basketball, whether it be football, um baseball a lot of guys get drafted out of high school in baseball You want this guy got drafted in the first round of baseball but he's uh he's down in a uh, minor league because he, he has to learn how to play the game first they they know how to play uh the sport they they plan in they know how to play the sport they're in but they got to learn how to play on a professional level what it takes you just can't go out there and, and say i'm gonna hit this curveball you have to go out there and know what a pitcher trying to do to you um uh, at bat you gotta right. go out there and okay. know what teams are trying to do to you uh, defensively. If you're playing football, you gotta know basketball. Um, where do, where are they swinging a the defense? Where are they swinging the offense? Who's gonna be the open man? Is that is that guy gonna be able to take that shot? Can you get off that double team? So, he had a 80 87 games, like you said, but he has to learn how to play in the NBA. And then I don't think I don't think. Um, a lot of first-round guys can do that, but you have to give guys credit to the Chicago Bulls in their first-round pick because he was outstanding um, throughout the whole year. But you saw some games where you thought he was still at Memphis.
2: Yeah, he is.
1: Yeah, but see, he he came in and he learned how to play. He learned how to play as, as time went on. A lot of guys, it may take a year or two to do that. But that's, that's good. We, we'll we see. We'll follow those guys. And I think D-Way, if he gets some help, he will be okay. If he gets some help, I think he's one man away because D-Way can win games. You you saw it. You've been on his coattail all year. And, and I think he's um he can win games alone. But to get over the hump in that playoffs, he needed somebody like a Shaquille O'Neal. And that's how he won that, that NBA championship. Now baseball, oh, man. We he'll got probably
2: get that. He'll probably get that. You know, if Michael Beasley can play, you know, come into his own – the offseason this year.
1: I agree.
2: Come in the next year. Zoe, you know, Zoe's going to be in that kid's head.
1: I think the off. Yeah. Yeah. So if, he, he, if, he,
2: if he if he listens to what Zoe tells him and can understand what Zoe is trying to put into his head, I think, personally, I think he'll be okay.
1: All right. But we got, we're got going to take another break. We're going to take another break. This is Voice of America Sport. You listen to Kwame Lassa Sports Talk. Uh, Co host Richard Britt from the other coast. We'll come back in two minutes and we'll wrap things up. We'll talk a little bit of baseball real quick and we're out of it real quick. Then we get into some football. See you in two minutes.
0: In the opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a 5 ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's shot. got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we, cover, everything. we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Show. Are you ready for some football? Well, here it comes. The Owen Hodge Show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback Big Hodge and the knowledgeable defensive back Odie. This show will focus on the NFL but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective that'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championships rings, so obviously, they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. The Owen Hodge show. The Owen Hodge show. A beauty. There's a ball, deep right field. Bob goes O'Neill. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left, <laughs> left I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we, cover, everything. we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
1: We are back on the Voice America Sports Network. You listen to Quaramelas from the Sports Talk. Uh we got a we got a lot last segment here, we're gonna talk about real quick uh some baseball. It is single we're gonna be in and out of baseball because I 'cause I don't wanna talk no more about A Rod than I have to. But uh uh happy single to my if you're celebrating it today or you're doing it on the fifteenth. Um my boy Val P, I know he's doing something, Val P Lunar, uh one of the head guys at my where I get my phones. Uh but Val, um let me know what the place is gonna be tonight. If you're drinking or what, whatever. Uh, Rich, yo, baseball. What's going on? Should we be talking about uh, A. Rod anymore? For what? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. For what? See, I mean, he, let let, he, let it rest. He's not even on the field, and we are. Uh, he's getting baseball headlines. I but know, Let
2: it rest. I mean, this book is not a. It's not a credible book that's coming out by Selena, whatever her name is. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, who really cares?
1: I think uh, hanging with Madonna made him a pre-Madonna. So I don't know. I don't know who cares. Uh, uh, all it does is disturb the team. And some people use it for uh, money, a lot of money reasons. Uh, it, the well, story was story that
2: everybody say they want their 15 minutes of fame.
1: Yeah, everybody. I agree. You and can take your 15 minutes of fame. And they stretch it to about an hour. Yeah,
2: but that's get, the whole but then, uh, that 40, other 45 minutes ain't hey, none of it's uh, good. It's yeah. all negative.
1: It is, and that's the that's yeah. Shoot, when you prolong, prolong something that should have been over a long time ago, it's just misery for both ends. So, but we shouldn't be talking about a rod as far as uh we've been talking about him all year before baseball even started. That guy who crashed his head in the outfield, we should be talking about.
2: Oh, uh, Rick Anhill, who was a pitcher at one time. Now he's playing center field for the uh, Saint Louis Cardinals.
1: Well, he you know what I I'm glad he's all right. I, I seen him. He gave the thumbs up. But the effort, man. It, see, you you need that type of effort. You go out there, and you mentioned he was a pitcher. So at some point, he's played uh, in that outfield, maybe in college or maybe in little league, and you you don't lose that. Just get in position and get the ball. He has some type of quick. Cause was he a center fielder?
2: Yeah, he's center fielder now. He he's he's be he's a be one of the starting rotation for the, for the Cardinals.
1: Well, they always got an extra pitcher. You don't have to go out and draft somebody if you need some. But uh, this guy smashed his head up. He, I thought his neck was gonna break the way he hit that wall. Yeah.
2: Good thing, I think. Good thing he hit it to the side. He, shoot, side like it is, more like more of a whiplash type thing than anything else. Yeah,
1: but he's gonna be all right. I think what he's gonna have, <laughs> what he's gonna have for a while is a sore neck, and uh, he may he may do a fifteen day thing. There's uh, no need to try to rush it back. Baseball is a hundred plus, hundred and sixty 160-something games, so no yeah, don't need to rush it back. All right, man. Let's let's go to quickly. Let's go quickly because this is the last segment. We don't have a lot of time. But the Arizona Cardinals, man, what's going on? You um, uh, you, have you uh, read about docket? Docket want to be traded. Now I don't agree. I understand this, Docket in two thousand um, what it was six. I think he signed a five-year deal, so he has three years left on his contract. Now I understand the uh, Anquan. Anquan say these guys promised him some things as far as the contract was concerned, but Docket has he signed a five-year, twenty-two million dollar extension, not deal extension to the deal he's already had. <clears throat> and he's talking about he wanted to be traded. Now he did outplay his contract. He was the reason why Pittsburgh couldn't run the ball in the Super Bowl. He was the reason why that defense, he and uh Antonio Smith, who Smith is also now in Houston. Um, but they did have a pretty good D line. They did have some things and he wants a new contract. Um Anquan wants a new tra- a new contract. But you gotta sign Carlos Dansby who you franchised again for the second year, a non exclusive deal, which you still trying to get two first rounds for this guy. And uh, and Adrian, Adrian is in the one year left on his deal, so you have to sign this guy. You don't want Adrian going to the again. I mention all the time that Adrians probably one of the top three safeties in the league. I'm yes. a fan of uh, Adrian uh Reed out in Baltimore, and uh, was it Palamuna?
2: Yeah, Troy Palomalo.
1: Troy Palomalo. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Cause you got to – you got to sign a guy like Adrian. You don't want him get to the free year. Well, Adrian,
2: Adrian. Adrian. is a. Adrian is a. Uh, he's a game changer, man. He is. I mean, he, cause he's been he, a game changer since what what's the year.
1: And I met. You know what? And I met the coaches though. I met Bill Davis this. Uh, I actually yesterday I met Bill Davis yesterday, and I said, so you going to the three? I try to pick his brain a little bit. So you going to the three four defense? He laughed and said, "What's the difference?" He said, "The only difference is is the guy down there either has his hand up or down, how he come off the line." And it was funny. He made he made light of the situation, but. These guys gonna be in the 3-4, but he said it's really not a much difference. We're gonna still put pressure on the guy coming off the corner. So I I'm more I'm more anxious to see what these guys gonna do defensively, how they're gonna change around. round. But I think they need to get some of these guys signed on this defensive side of the ball. And not to mention on that offense, they need to get Anquan done. Um, I, I know they're counting on the professionalism that Anquan has that he's always brought to the table. That once the season start, that he's gonna play for that two million dollar. Actually, it's two point seven this year. Next year, it'll be three million. So I, I think the Cardinals are counting on that. But and they've changed the complex of this team with this new coaching style. These guys have come in, made us believe that they can win football games. They can get over the hump, and it was evident with these guys making a run for the Super Bowl. And they, they they change the complexion of this organization, or or they can get guys in, they can get guys signed. At this point, I don't think uh, the Cardinals want to play with fire, as far as not getting uh, Anquan or not getting. I don't. I'm not gonna put too much onus on what Dockett want, because Dockett he has three years on his deal. He can forget about it. But I know the same thing goes for uh, ownership where. If you don't play up to your contract, they're gonna ask for some money back. they'll ask you can you take a pay cut? can you restructure so it kind of works both ways, but he has three years, won't he do it in that second or the next to the, or that last year deal when he wants to restructure, but you have to keep playing so again, I don't want the Cardinals to go back into uh these guys are not trying to win. these guys are not trying to get over the hump because they have changed the complex not only here in the valley and in, in the Phoenix, arizona area the uh, well, actually the state of Arizona. But across the country, across the nation, because these guys did get to the Super Bowl, so other teams now respect these guys as um, a football team. Other other fans, you know, they say the Cardinals were the team to watch.
2: One year wonder, though. Come on, I mean, you but know, they you got know the Playoffs and back in y'all got
1: the playoffs in '98. No, I'm, I'm I agree with you on that. 97. They, but they can't. That's what I'm saying. They can't get back to that being a one year wonder. They can't get back to that. Now, our one year wonder when I played in '98, when we went to the playoffs in '98. Next year they broke our team up. But these guys got a lot further than we did. These guys got to the where you want to be. They got to the Super Bowl, a couple bonehead mistakes, uh, eliminated, and they win the Super Bowl. But yeah. you don't want them to go back into that. They've never put back-to-back winning seasons together. So this is where you got to do this. All this business talk is it's, it's being done at the right time on or off season. And again, I mentioned maybe you count on the professionalism of some of your players. Some of your players you never hear about with uh, distractions or nonsense outside in the public. But you count on the professionalism that these guys are going to come up and show up and do what they're supposed to do on the field when the game time starts. Where that is, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what, what time point or time frame to to say, okay, it's time to play or it's time to pay. We got two minutes to show. What you got to say about that?
2: I know it's like, like you said, you know, it's – Docket. I don't think he's going to get no more money. Okay, you got to give Anquan money and pay him. Get it over with. Get it done. Get him signed for another two-year extension or whatever the case may be, so you can maybe make another run in the playoffs, the next Super Bowl, the next two years with Kurt still there. Right.
1: They have to, and, and I then think
2: maybe if you got what you got, the receivers in place, maybe then you know middle of next season, this O ten season, Kurt. Something happens to Kurt. Matt comes in, and they just. Keep going around, uh, you know, you know what? Whatever.
1: I think the two year, I think Kirk signing his two year deal is really a, a real, real good one year deal because they got to find out if uh, Matt Lyon can play. Yeah, they're
2: they, gonna have to he gonna signed make, that a year, make
1: that two year, 23 million, yes no. million
2: dollars, and
1: you bet you can't. Yeah, it's two year, 23 million dollars. But I, that's why I said it's a real good or oh, a oh, great one year deal because if Matt has to come in, they have to move forward. I don't know uh, how much they can count on Kirk, but I'm a fan of Kirk, but because of his smartness and because of what he does. Uh, as far as managing the game at their position, not blowing games. But uh, like, like you said, they have to get these guys signed. They have to put back-to-back winning season together before you really, really get any real recognition around the league. and Before you can get these uh, undrafted – not undrafted, but free agents from other teams to come in here and want to play to say this team can consistently win week, year in and year out. So, I don't know. We'll talk about more of the Cardinals. Uh, we got some NBA in. We got some briefly baseball. We might throw some hockey in one time. I don't know. You listen. You want to call in? We watching hockey, but if you want to call in to comment about it, we'll talk about it. Let
2: well, them Capitals, baby. Go, go Caps.
1: I'm with go, you on o. that. Uh, this is Voice America Sports Network. This is Kwame Lassie Sports Talk. As always, Richard Britt, my co-host from the other coast. Uh, I appreciate you joining me, man. Well, anytime, long.
2: baby. You know I'm here every
1: Tuesday. I hear that, man. Don't. Uh, there's no single demand, We're going to we gotta get you out here, though, by the end of this month. Or maybe you're talking about Tampa. But we'll make it work. We'll talk to you guys next week.
2: All right, guys. Be safe.